put on the bed to stroke her hair and tell her pretty stories until she slipped back into sleep. Her daddy told the best stories, wonderfully silly ones with pink giraffes and two-headed cows, but he'd gotten sick, and the sickness had made him do bad things and say bad words in a loud, fast voice that wasn't like daddy's at all. He'd had to go away. Her mother had told her he'd had to go away until he wasn't sick anymore. That's why he could only come to see her sometimes, and Mama or Aunt Jamie or Uncle David had to stay right in the room the whole time. Once she'd been allowed to go to Daddy's new house on the beach. Aunt Jamie and Uncle David had taken her, and she'd been fascinated and delighted to watch through the wide glass wall as the waves lifted and fell, to see the water stretch and stretch into forever where it bumped right into the sky. Then Daddy wanted to take her out on the beach to play, to build sandcastles, just the two of them. But her aunt had said no, it wasn't allowed. They'd argued, at first in those low, hissing voices adults never thought children could hear. But Olivia had heard, and hearing had sat by that big window to stare harder and harder at the water. And as the voices got louder, she made herself not hear, because they hurt her stomach and made her throat burn and she would not hear Daddy call Aunt Jamie bad names or Uncle David say in a rough voice, Watch your step, Sam. Just watch your step. This isn't going to help you. Finally, Aunt Jamie had said they had to go and had carried her out to the car. She'd waved over her aunt's shoulder, but Daddy hadn't waved back. He'd just stared, and his hands had stayed in fists at his sides. She hadn't been allowed to go back to the beach house and watch the waves again. But it had started before that, weeks before the beach house, more weeks before the monster came. It had all happened after the night Daddy had come into her room and awakened her. He'd paced her room, whispering to himself. It was a hard sound, but when she'd stirred in the big bed with its white lace canopy, she hadn't been afraid, because it was Daddy. Even when the moonlight spilled through the windows onto his face, and his face looked mean and his eyes too shiny— he was still her daddy. Love and excitement had bounced in her heart. He'd wound up the music box on her dresser, the one with the blue fairy from Pinocchio that played When You Wish Upon a Star. She sat up in bed and smiled sleepily. Hi, Daddy. Tell me a story. I'll tell you a story. He'd turned his head and stared at his daughter, the small bundle of tousled blonde hair and big brown eyes, but he'd only seen his own fury— I'll tell you a goddamn story, Livy, my love, about a beautiful whore who learns how to lie and cheat. Where did the horse live, Daddy? What horse? The beautiful one. He'd turned around then, and his lips had peeled back in a snarl. You don't listen. You don't listen any more than she does, I said. Whore, goddammit. Olivia's stomach jumped at his shout, and there was a funny metal sting in her mouth she didn't recognize as fear. It was her first real taste of it. What's a whore? Your mother. Your fucking mother's a whore. He swept his arm over the dresser, sending the music box and a dozen little treasures crashing to the floor. In bed, Olivia curled up and began to cry. He was shouting at her, saying he was sorry. Stop that crying right now. He'd buy her a brand new music box. When he'd come over to pick her up, he'd smelled funny, like a room did after a grown-up party and before Rosa cleaned. Then Mama came rushing in. Her hair was long and loose, her nightgown glowing white in the moonlight. Sam, for God's sake, what are you doing? There, Livy, 
There, baby, don't cry. Daddy's sorry. The vicious resentment all but smothered him as he looked at the two golden heads close together. The shock of realizing his fists were clenched, that they wanted, yearned to pound, nearly snapped him back. I told her I was sorry. But when he started forward, intending to apologize yet again, his wife's head snapped up. In the dark, her eyes gleamed with a fierceness that bordered on hate. Stay away from her! And the vicious threat in her mother's voice had Olivia wailing. Don't you tell me to stay away from my own daughter. I'm sick and tired, sick and damn tired of orders from you, Julie. You're stoned again. I won't have you near her when you've been using. Then all Olivia could hear were the terrible shouts, more crashing, the sound of her mother crying out in pain. To escape, she crawled out of bed and into her closet to bury herself among her mountain of stuffed toys.